0: Turn this up. Growing your business and scaling it to the next level is dependent on your systems. If you're looking to automate your process and free up your time, mind, and capital, then this is the podcast for you. This is the Systems Situation Podcast, baby. That's right. That's right. Buckle up. It's time to put these systems in place in a fun, light, and understandable way. It don't have to be so hard. And now, here's your host, the Premier V.A., Jennifer J. Jennifer J. Hey, this is Jen J., the premier VA. I consult with business owners so they can set up the proper systems and automations in their businesses so they can grow and scale their business with systems and automations. All right. And I do it because. Most business owners did not start their business to set up systems, right? Most business owners didn't even know what the heck is systems. So that's where I come in at and I try to break it down and keep it simple. So let's go. Today, we are talking about undercover bossing your business. This is part two. If you didn't catch part one go to episode nine of the system situation podcast to hear part one, but just to keep it um, just to help you understand undercover boss is a TV show, right? And on that TV show, CEOs or designated um, people by CEOs go into their businesses and they act like they're someone else, right? They act like, They're just somebody from just trying to learn or doing an internship or something like that. And what happens is in that natural element, they uncover the different inefficiencies in their business, poor customer service, all of these things, right? So wouldn't you like to undercover boss your business to see like on the other side, like how does that customer feel? How does that client feel? So there are a couple things that you need to do in your business to be able to undercover boss your business. So we're going to go through part two right here. And what we're going to use is what I call the PSA formula. Process plus strategy equals automation. All right. So there are a couple things, steps that you need to take on part two of undercover bossing your business. Number one um step one would be, do you have a mission and a vision for your company? And if you don't, you mean to get one, but if you do, is the company set up and in alignment with the mission and the vision? So what do I mean by that? If in your mission statement, it talks about excellent customer service. Are you set up to provide excellent customer service? So we think about excellent customer service when we think about Chick-fil-A, right? Chick-fil-A is known as the upper echelon of fast food because they provide so much good customer service, right? They have people standing outside with a notepad, making sure they take your order. So by the time you get up to the window, your order is taken care of. They're nice. They're pleasant. I honestly cannot say that I've had a bad customer service experience at Chick-fil-A ever. They're very nice. They go above and beyond to make sure that you're satisfied that's their mission, right? That's the mission of the company. So everything and every process and every system that's put in place for Chick-fil-A is with the customer's experience in mind. So is your company set up to provide the mission and the vision of your company, whatever that is? Do you have those things in place? So you want to analyze that and make sure that Everything is in alignment with what your mission and your vision is saying. If it's not, then you need to make some changes and some adjustments so that that can happen. Number two, business capacity. When we talk about business capacity, we talk about how many clients and customers can your business bring in and you can manage them efficiently. can you comfortably support that number? So usually when you start your business, this should be one of the things, even if you're working on your own, right? So when I was working as a VA, that was one of the questions I was always asked. And it was based on my time because I'm that only person, right? So I'll give you an example. I was working a nine to five, but then I came home and worked six to 10. So if I'm working six to 10, then I can only service customers within that six to 10 capacity realistically. And those are the hours that I was able to carve out and say, hey, this is the time that I have to service customers. Now, realistically, how many customers can I service? Because I'm still working a nine to five within this time frame, right? That's capacity because even though we're super ambitious and we want to try to reach our goals, we don't want to burn ourselves out. So you hear me say realistically, realistically, I was a single mother. I couldn't technically work from six to 10. I couldn't be at work from eight to four, pick up kids, come home, have dinner ready, and help with homework and be ready to work from six to 10, right? So we have to be realistic when we think about that. So realistically, I really didn't get to work on people's stuff until seven o'clock because I was a single mother. I had kids. I had to make dinner. I had to make sure they were fed. I had to listen to what happened at school or address any issues and don't let it be conference day. You have to go to conferences. So when we think about these things, and we think about we're uh, solopreneurs, is just us. What is the capacity for you to be able to take on clients and customers if you are the one that's physically doing that work? So, how many clients and customers can you take on? So, you you look at that and you realistically document a number. This is how many clients and customers I can take on during a month, right? And just be consistent with that. If that's your target, make sure you keep going until you hit that target, right? So that's business capacity. Then we want to talk about under business capacity, something called KPIs. What are KPIs? Key performance indicators, all right? And and what, what do I do with that? So key performance indicators are what you use to evaluate performance and success of your business, right? And I'm not going to get deep into key performance indicators, but if you want to research and understand what they are, you can go to kpi.org and it will break it down simple. Remember, I try to keep things simple. So a key performance indicator would be if I say I want five customers a month on retainer. And I want those five customers to bring me in $6,000 a month. That's your key performance indicator. So that's your target. And that's what you've hit successfully. And that's how you know that you're, you're successful and you're on target with your business. So definitely that falls under business capacity because you want to set those KPIs and make sure that they're being met. So, of course, as your business grows, your capacity grows because you're able to bring in now other people to help you. And now that number and those KPIs can be adjusted. But until then, you want to set realistic KPIs and targets and make sure that you're hitting those targets monthly. So you should be analyzing monthly, am I on target? If I'm not on target, why not? that leads to step two. Step three, I'm sorry, internal organizational tools. Am I internally organized? Because if you're not internally organized, that will affect you being able to not hit those goals, right? So internal organization tools can be what you need why, not what I need, not what someone else needs. What you need to be organized, right? Is it an Excel spreadsheet? Is it Google sheets? What is it that you need to be organized? So when we talk about internal organization tools, right? We talk about, do I need a planner, Is a planner going to help me become organized? Is it going to help me keep up with what I need to keep up with? Right. And also, what if you have a team? What are you using to manage them? What are you using to keep? things organized? Are you using Trello? Are you using Slack? Are you using Airtable? It's so many tools that you can use, right? Do you have a digital planner that you're using? So when we talk about internal organization tools, we're talking about things like Slack, we're talking about things like CRMs, we're talking about project management systems. Um, I just named a couple. Trello, you can use. Trello is super huge. Um, Google, whatever that is. Planners, if you need a planner, what is it that you're using? So just to reset, we're talking about undercover bossing your business part two. If you didn't hear part one, you can go to episode nine on the system situation podcast, and that will um, help you understand what we're talking about undercover boss This is part two of the series. Okay, we did part one. Now, this is part two. And what we've talked about is number one, making sure your mission and your vision is identified and making sure your business is set up to align with your mission and your vision. Number two, making sure your business capacity is realistically set, making sure that you can taking the amount of clients that you can realistically service right making sure you're setting kpis key performance indicators making sure they're realistic where we're making sure things are realistic here okay we don't want to say i'm gonna take on 10 clients and you know that you can't service 10 clients that's just going to damage your reputation, and you don't want that to damage your reputation. So be realistic when you're setting your KPIs, all right? Number three, internal organizational tools. Making sure you have a proper internal organization tool set up because that aligns with you not hitting those KPIs. That aligns with you not servicing the clients you want because if internally you're not organized, then you're going to miss some things and it's going to result in ultimately either the client suffering, your team suffering, you suffering, or you missing out on on things. So if that's planners, if it's a CRM system, if it's Slack, if it's Trello, whatever it is, Airtable, whatever it is that you need to use, it doesn't matter what your friend is using. If Excel spreadsheets work for you, rock out with Excel spreadsheets. One thing that I want to mention, though, is take those Excel spreadsheets off of your computer and make them Google Sheets so that if you send that sheet to someone, they can see the updates that you're making. They can see in real time what's happening. We want to always consistently use our cloud-based tools because that's what helps us automate. That's what that is what's going to lead to my next step, which is the disaster plan. All right? So the disaster plan is making sure that um you have a plan of action. Okay? Making sure you have a plan of action when disaster hits. Now, when you hear the word disaster, you think of the ultimate tornadoes and natural disasters. I want to talk about the disasters that happen inside our business, right? What happens if your main system that you use for your business goes down? What is the plan? What is the plan if you can't, your email autoresponder server is offline? What's the backup plan to communicate with those people in that list? That's a disaster, right? What happens when the internet goes out in your house? What do you do? What's your backup plan for that? Do you have a backup plan? Do you know where you can go real quick to get Wi-Fi? Do you have hotspot on maybe your phone? Do you have a data plan on your your laptop that should stay charged or your MacBook? Can you use your hotspot from your phone or your your tablet to be able to use? So I give you an example of A disaster plan I have in effect. So I have an iPad. I took my iPad and put it on a data plan so that I can, number one, use that iPad anywhere, but I have a hotspot on there. So if something happens where I lose power, provided I remember to charge that iPad, I can now connect my MacBook to, to the hotspot on my iPad and work for a limited amount of time. But also, know where you can go in your community to work that'll allow you to use Wi-Fi, if that's what you need to do. Also, establish a disaster plan for your team. What do you expect them to do? Now, if it's a tornado, if it's a snowstorm, if it's a, not a hurricane, whatever, of course you're not, I would hope, you don't expect your team to go out <laughs> and find somewhere to work, right? But you have to have the backup plan. What if that team is not available? Okay, who picks the ball up and runs with it now? What's the backup play for that? I'll give you another example of um, a disaster plan. So downtime activity. When I was working um, in the hospital, when the power went out, instead of us being able to go home, uh, um, we had to do downtime activity. Follow your downtime activity procedures. Well, technically there was no downtime activity procedures, right? So it's dark. Everything is on the computer. We work for a hospital. Everything is on the computer. What's the downtime activity in the dark? Play with your phone? <laughs> so you had to identify that. And it was just like, what did, What do you expect us to do? I can't even file because I can't see, right? So filing could be a downtime activity if the internet server was down. But not when the power goes out. So how long are you supposed to sit in the dark? till the power goes out. Like, yeah, I understand y'all paying me, but I could be at home doing other stuff. I digress. I'm about to go down a rabbit hole. (laughs) But did you hear what I'm saying? So this was my frustration as a employee. So think about your employees or your teammates' frustration, right? What I want you to do is think about your frustration as an employee with every single detail that irritated you and you take that and you put that in your business and you say, this is what I'm not going to do. Just like your parents, you always say, oh, I'm not going to be that type of parent. I'm not going to do that. Do that for your business. I'm not going to be that type of business owner. Think about the manager that you had that was the worst and do the opposite, okay? All right, last but not least in um, Undercover Bosser System part two is what do you need? Where are the bottlenecks in your business? What do you need? Do you need a system or do you need a VA? Okay, how can I fill these holes that are in my business? can I fill them with a system? Can I fill them with a VA? What is it? And that falls in line with my PSA system process plus strategy equals automation. So if you document the process and identify a strategy from that process, then you can automate whatever it is. Now, remember, automation means something that happens with little or no manual input. That's my definition. So automation is, OK, if I lose communication with my team, do they know automatically what to do? That's a, that's a form of automation. So don't always think that automation falls under, oh, I need a system. Yes, there are a lot of things that we can automate systematically, definitely and the way you're going to identify that is by documenting those processes and looking at those processes analyzing it's no different than journaling right people who journal they journal and then they look back on it and they reflect you're just journaling for business you're documenting your process and you're looking at it and you're saying Okay, first of all, I do this same thing every day. How can I take that off my plate? Okay, this takes entirely too much time and it's not an income generating activity that I should be doing. How can I take that off my plate? This right here, I just really don't even care to do. How can I take that off of my plate? And that's how you're going to identify the... Automation is needed. Do I need a person or can a system take care of this? Or do I need a person and a system? Right? Most of the time, we just need a system and we think we need a person. Because technically, you can't put that person or that system in place until you have the process and the strategy mapped out. It's just not going to work. It's still going to be a recipe for disaster. Okay. So let's recap. We're talking about undercover bossing your business part two, okay? And undercover bossing your business part two is making sure that your business, number one, aligns with the mission and the vision of the company, making sure everything is in alignment with that. Number um, two is making sure the business capacity is realistically set so that setting those kpis making sure you understand how many clients and customers i can service realistically okay also making sure number three that you have the internal organizational tools to meet that business capacity that you set and those kpis that you set all right and then number three is making sure you have a disaster plan in effect. So the disaster plan is a plan of action for when adversity hits, right? What is the procedure? Who is the contact that somebody should contact in your business if something happens? And think about disaster plans as um, I'm unavailable because a family member got sick. I just had that happen. So who is the point of contact in my business? Do my clients know who they're supposed to contact in the case of that? Do your clients, do your customers know? So that's why a lot of times you set your business up in the beginning for that, right? So if your clients and your customers are used to sending an email to a certain email address, then somebody else can just pick that up. So that's why it's so important for us, even as consumers and clients and customers of other people's businesses, to stop DMing people, stop texting people, right? Even if you're my friend, but you're a client and a customer, you need to follow the process. Stop texting me. What if I'm unconscious? If you would have sent the email, the team would have answered your email and you would have been set, right? But because you chose to text me and I'm unconscious somewhere, you're not getting serviced. Because you DM'd me, you're not getting serviced. So it's very important that you follow processes that people have in place because they're in place for a reason, right? That was number two disaster plan. I mean, that was that was disaster plan. The last one is who do you need? Do you need a system or do you need a VA? Most of the time we think we need a VA and we just need a system set up, right? Goes back, that falls right into, into alignment with the disaster plan. The disaster plan can be a system. Listen, if you don't hear from me for 24 hours, this is what you need to put into effect. You need to manage until you hear from me. I could have got kid that knock on wood. <laughs> you know what I mean? So making sure that you have these things in place is very important because you never know. You cannot anticipate what's going to happen to you. So making sure that you have these things in place. Prime example. Um My life just went to crap. My mom was in the hospital. Then I didn't get any sleep. Although I was communicating with my team, I was like out of it because I had no sleep. So do you really want me making decisions and I'm sleep deprived? No, I need you to make all the decisions and take care of everything. My brother went into the hospital when me and my mom got home. And he's in a whole nother state. And so one thing he sent to me was, hey, here's this information for um, who's my beneficiary. And if something should happen to me, that's a disaster plan. So it's not even just something you should follow in business. It's something you should follow in life. My mother handed me her will long time ago. Long time ago five years ago. So the disaster plan and the systems that you need to put in place are for business and in life. Okay. All right. So that is it for the undercover boss, your business systems, part two. Thank you for listening to the System Situation Podcast with Jennifer J., the Premier VA. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform and connect with Jennifer at thepremierva.com. That's T-H-E-P-R-E-M-I-E-R-V-A.com or on IG at the Premier VA.